The views expressed in this interview are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of the U.S. government, the Department of Defense, the U.S. Navy, or the Naval Postgraduate School. Welcome to the Trident Room, brewer of stout conversation, unfiltered and on tap. On today's episode, Trident Room host Traver Mayfield sits down with the financial enabler, Jaime Gallardo. All right. Hello, everybody. Traver Mayfield here. And today we are speaking with Jaime Gallardo, who is a Marine Corps Master Sergeant Explosive Ordnance Disposal Technician. But specifically to this conversation, he is also the curator of the Financial Enabler social media platform, which enables service members and veterans on their journey to financial literacy and independence. Now, two items before we get into this conversation. First, please give us a like, follow, comment, subscription, etc., on whatever podcast platform that you're listening to us on, as that engagement helps to promote this podcast, as well as it gives us on the podcast team the feedback that we need. Second, uh, on top of the usual caveats that play at the beginning of all of our episodes, I also want to emphasize that myself and Jaime are not financial advisors, and that nothing we talk about today should be considered specified advice on personal finances, investments, or taxes. So with that being said, hey Jaime, uh, how you doing today, man? I am super excited, and I'm having a great day, and uh, I'm just I'm just stoked to be here. Uh, thank you. that was an awesome introduction. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm a yeah, like we were talking about before this episode. Um, I'm a huge fan of your platform. Uh, every day when I'm scrolling social media, um, just in between getting things done on the daily checklist or what have you, uh, whenever I see your post, it always reminds me to hey, you know, maybe I should go check my bank account or you know. It's, Make better financial decisions today. Don't don't go buy that lunch at the PX. Maybe make something at home. Just something like that. So huge fan of your platform. I really want to get the word out about uh, all the good work you're doing. Um, so, so to start out with, uh, tell us about your journey. You know, you're just your master sergeant in explosive ordnance disposal or EOD in the Marine Corps. Uh, tell us about your journey growing up and uh, what led you to uh, to where you're at today in, in the military as a as an EOD tech master sergeant. Well, uh, sure thing. So um, I, I think I have a pretty uh, different path. Uh, so I was born in Colombia and uh, my parents decided to move to America in 2004. We came over in uh, in, uh, in 2000, sorry. And adjusting to America was a little bit different. One of the things that I, I highlight is that part of my upbringing was having to deal with the FARC. So I had a cousin that was killed in a car bomb. I had an uncle that was captured by the FARC for over a year. Uh, you know, th- that was all part of our life uh, growing up. And for the most part, I, I was brought up in a pretty uh, liberal family and and uh, th- those views were just different, right? So when I told my mom, it's like, hey mom, I'm thinking about joining the military. My mom was immediately shocked. She's like, what are you doing? We're in the middle of the war, right? It's 04. And I told her, it's like, mom, this is what I want to do. I don't know exactly why. And I think that that's very important because uh, I felt that it came from such a different walk of life than vast majority of service members, which uh, has helped me a ton to be more understand, not more understanding, to understand the differences between people, you know, and that's, it, it ties in all to my financial journey. So I uh, joined the Marine Corps 04. I was originally a motor team mechanic fixing trucks. I felt I maxed out that career field by the time I was an E5. Uh, and I chose to become an EOD tech after going to the Philippines and being with uh, the Marine Expeditionary Units. From there, graduated EOD school in 09. 
uh, and decided after my first combat deployment, which was uh, an incredible experience for me, very formative for me, realizing that I could do uh, difficult things and challenge myself, I decided to apply to go to MARSOC. Spent about six years in MARSOC at the 1st Marine Raider Battalion in the West Coast, uh, formerly. Now they're in the East Coast. And through that, that was a key part of my life, having to be laser focused on, on a task, uh, on top of being a, a skydive fanatic. And from there, I, I, uh, I got married and chose to go to Japan, went to Japan. And uh, that's kind of when my life started falling apart. And I, I like highlighting this in every podcast is that uh, our, our, our mental health and our life falling apart, overwork, burnout, whatever, whatever it is that people are dealing with, it's real. Uh, and it's on us to to take control and uh, overcome it. So I started falling apart. Then I got my, after Japan, two years in Okinawa, I came to where I'm currently stationed in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, where I'm an instructor at the Defense Nuclear Weapons School. Uh, I teach uh, mostly EOD techs, uh, accident and incident response, revolving everything that involves the nuclear enterprise, both on the improvised and stockpile mission set. So while I got here, COVID was happening, totally fell apart, got my second divorce. And that was huge because it kind of, I lost my way, right? I didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I didn't know how I wanted to impact and do meaningful impact for people. And one day I was running and I had this idea. I was like, man, I think I'm pretty all right with money. And funny story, funny enough, I reached out to two Instagram pages. One is called Constellation Group that is ran by uh, Seamus Flynn. At oh, yeah, big fan of that guy, too. Yeah, so I, I contacted him and the other page, Killzone, Major Schooneman, Um, And I asked him, I was like, what do you guys think? Should I do this page? And they were like, yes, do it. Uh, so with their backing, I launched the Financial Enabler. And uh, it's been an incredible journey ever since. So I actually just hit 10,000 followers today. Uh, very excited about that. Just reaching out and, and drives me to my now goal and uh, my mission of changing the course of service members' finances uh, for the better. Uh, and that's how I got here. I think that's the most, uh, that's a, the abridged version of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, beautiful. Thanks a lot for sharing that. Um, yeah. Like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, a uh, huge fan of your platform. Uh, you know, shout out to Constellation Group and also shout out to Killzone, big fan of his platform too. Um, kind of goes to my next question. Uh, social media is a very good platform for reaching out to all sorts of audiences. What kind of uh, what kind of content do you typically typically create on social media and or the podcast platforms that you have? And then what kind of feedback have you gotten since uh, since you started doing this in the last couple of years? So, um, yeah, I have multiple platforms. I post uh, my podcasts that go on YouTube and, you know, all the podcast platforms and then Instagram. So most of it is short form. That is my, my, uh, my main way to direct. And I try to give a broad view of finance. And a big, big reason that I, I think that I played into it is a series of things that happened late 2021. And I don't know if you saw this. But sometime late 2021, uh, Headquarters Marine Corps and the General of Southcom, I'm, I'm drawing a, a blank as name, and Marfa Rest in Southcom, they invited a bunch of Instagram personalities to Headquarters Marine Corps to talk about how they're in, influencing people on the information uh, domain, right? And that to me was a big deal. And then the Marine Corps released MC, MCDP8, the Marine Corps Doctrine Publication 8 of Information. And I was like, this 
is part of the battlefield, you know, and we are doing something that is, we believe, posting the Marine Corps in good and positive light, right? People that are not bashing the military, people that are saying this is how you can be successful, be lethal, and in my case, get wealthier while in the service, which uh, the misnomer is that, you know, you're going to join the military, you're never going to build wealth, which is totally not true. So I try to show service members and veterans how we can apply our the wealth that we can make, the incomes that we have to build wealth, and how we can use our benefits to create generational wealth. Uh, and that's why I put it in all platforms. And I try to be pretty aggressive with it. Like, uh, for example, like Sunday memes is part of my strategy. Uh, I say that because I know that this is what is going to drive engagement. Is it is that really where my content shines? No, but that is where people are hitting the likes and the follows. So I need that in order to put out the really good content. Uh, is, is that am I making sense? No, it makes total sense. Yeah, I I, uh, I did see what you're talking about the uh, the Marforez Marfor South CG. Uh, I just did a quick Google Lieutenant General Bellin. Yeah. I think at that time Sergeant Major Ruiz was uh, the Sergeant Major with them, who just became Sergeant Major in the Marine Corps two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I saw him. Uh, he invited all those influencers to. 29 palms and i agree i thought that was a i thought that was a huge win for the marine corps like acknowledging that today's generation gets all their content from social media they get a lot of their uh they get a lot of their motivation from social media as well and if we can push you know positivity out there in whatever format like we mentioned uh major uh in with kill zone talking about you know tactics and leadership uh same yeah. with the constellation group tactics and leadership um and then your platform as well with uh, talking about how you can arm service members and veterans with uh, with education on how they can you know, best have financial literacy and financial independence. I think that's that's awesome. That, that That's real cool how uh, how all this kind of social media influencer network within the Marine Corps. I always like it. I always like seeing how the different influencers are talking to each other and how that that community just keeps getting larger and larger every day. That's awesome. For sure. For sure. And I think. Uh... And, and, and I, I've been surprised uh, for our size, the size of the Marine Corps, there's a lot of social media pages that are from our service. And I'm, I'm hoping to see more from the other services. I don't know why I haven't seen uh, as much, as many, you know, there's, a, there's this one like, oh, the random O, an army guy. And I, I believe that the more, the more people that harness that domain and the more the services harness it as well, I believe that we're going to be able to reach out the younger generation even better, right? And the the easy way to explain this that you know you and I are probably uh, we felt on on this on on this tactic is the Marine Corps commercials, you know, when they're all about lethality, when you know it's slain the dragon, like there's thousands of Marines that are here now because of those commercials, right? Mm -hmm. So the more that we harness it now for the modern the younger generation, the better it's going to be because they're going to be like great the navy the army the the air force the space force the marine corps these are great places to be in and oh wow i could be lethal i could be wealthy i can become more professional i have access to all these things it makes this services a better place to be while not taking away with a general the true purpose that we're here for national security we're not here for personal development but you can do all those things while be in the forefront of national defense and national security and then by making making yourself better as a person, whether it's finances, fitness, 
uh, etc. That just makes you a better Marine, better service member, and that contributes to our national security, kind of like you were getting at. Um, 100%. Yeah, exactly. How, uh, so that kind of goes to my next question. Um, how do you believe that personal financial readiness can contribute to unit mission readiness? And then in your, uh, in your time in the Marine Corps, have you ever seen any stories, good or bad, from uh, service members regarding how their financial readiness, maybe positively or negatively, affected their unit mission readiness? Yeah, I think a great question. So I believe that personal finance directly correlates to mission readiness and personal uh, lethality of the individual. And the reason being, it's it comes to the concept of death by a thousand cuts. So uh, if I have multiple stressors and I'm going to use the stereotypical E5, right? Let's say the E5 in the Marine Corps, infantryman, squad leader. This young man is charged with leading 12 men into combat, men or women into combat. So if this guy's thinking of like, oh man, my gunny is stressing me out. If he's thinking, how am I going to get promoted? If he's thinking, my mom's health is questionable. And then I throw in, wow, I cannot afford to buy diapers for my kid. His mind is not on the mission. So while the more that we can improve our finances, the more we can focus on the things that we need to focus on that given moment. So if I send a Marine to ITX, I want him to focus on being lethal. I want him to focus on leading. So if I can make sure on the backside that his finances are solid, that his wife has enough money in the savings account to handle any emergency and not have to text her husband, that's it's we're creating a better space. Furthermore, obviously, well, there's countless stories of, let's say, service members that are uh, the stereotypical one, I, I, too high of an interest. But let's mm -hmm. say a bigger case, let, too high of interest in a, of a car. But let's say a, a different case is, Marine purchases house, uh, Marine purchase the family has an emergency and there's no money. Now he has to take away time from training to either find another job, which means he's more tired. Or let's say service members have to deal with legal matters because they miss payments. So this takes away and slowly chips at life. And unfortunately, it's not like, you know, trying to lose weight and just eating a burger. Right. You can relatively speaking, you can fix that pretty quick. This is the equivalent of, you know, breaking your leg right before a deployment. You just took a massive step back. So I really try to focus this on, you know, mind, body, spirit, finance. Neither one is more important than the other. And if any of those four is lacking, the others are going to be affected. Right. There isn't a, a I dare say there isn't a single person that is really fit, really uh, mentally strong spiritually strong and broke those people are struggling right the other ones are affected so i tried i'm trying to improve on this one because there's plenty of resources i believe for the others and it's been really the focus on the uh personal health the last few years you know but i haven't seen a big impact on the service member finances just yet yeah i know it makes uh makes total sense uh yeah i think the, the marine corps uh in the last several years they've uh uh the headquarters Marine Corps agency at training and education command, they recently changed their name from the, I think it was like the fitness branch to the human performance branch. And they, mm -hmm. they kind of made it holistic there that, that, Hey, we're not just talking about physical performance anymore. We're physical resiliency. We're talking about mental resiliency, spiritual resiliency, et cetera. But yeah, you're, right. uh, you're correct. The, uh, 
within the within the military uh education on financial literacy best practices etc and in my experience and there's 180,000 different experiences through for in the marine corps obviously but in my experience yeah the only thing i've seen is are the typical uh go to base finance and get a quick class and that's uh that's right. pretty much it right and and i've been i've been really big on this as of as of late i now try to exonerate all the services from the financial literacy of service members. I don't think that they're responsible for that. Now, are leaders responsible for that? Sure. But why? Like the reality is the, I didn't join the Marine Corps to get financially better. I appreciated that they care, but they're here to make me more lethal. I need to go to another ITX. I need to go sit in Australia to provide national defense and national security, right? So I try to t exonerate them for it because they are not built for that. Mm -hmm. Why it's not, if I put fi personal finance in the lines of effort of the Marine Corps, I dare say it should be pretty far down. So now it's on me and the leaders, you know, that the human factors to truly take care of people. Uh, and I don't think enough leaders are taking ownership on that. But at the same time, you walk into the average unit and there's always a guy that is a CrossFit level one. There's always a guy that knows it's really good runner. There's always a guy who's a really good rucker. So now why not have guys and gals that are really good at finance to be able to provide the human factors and actually care for people about money instead of depending on a service. No, man, awesome. Uh, I love that division you just kind of made between like the Marine Corps institutional responsibility versus the, you know, in the trenches, in the squad platoon or for the Navy inside a division, uh, that small unit leadership and how, right. uh, you know, in the Marine Corps, we say mission first Marines, always mission can't get done without the Marines being taken care of. Right. So how can, uh, how can leaders, you know, be it small unit leaders, maybe a platoon sergeant, platoon commander, or maybe even all the way up to you know, regimental level, division level, etc. How can leaders inspire our service members to, get to educate themselves on financial goal setting and financial best practices. So I think um, the first thing would be, and I, I'm always going to default to General Mattis and his uh, passion for reading, mm -hmm. right? Currently, I would say all of the knowledge in finance is already in a book, in books in the planet, right? On top of the podcasts and YouTubes. So if we are able to commit some of our time Right. And I'm, I'm going to say a small number. Let's say if every leader committed 8% of their personal development time to reading about finance, they're going to be able to possibly influence their people around them. The other one that has been a major shocker uh, to me, and I'm learning this from a, a fairly wealthy man that lives uh, in, a, in a, what do you call it, in Pebble Beach. This gentleman is pretty open about how much money he makes. And he's pretty open about what he does with his money. So we already have that fact in the military. I know how much money everybody's making. It's clear cut. So now if leaders are able to say, this is how I manage my money and not feel shame if they've done something wrong, like my, like my meme lately, uh, the last meme, every E8 stuck in the G fund, right? The G fund has time and place. But if someone can say, hey guys, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm trying to do better. What do you guys think, right? And that could happen you know, and I always picture like in a division at the in, in a ship, right at the at the mess hall, or in the chief's mess, or even in the field uh, while eating chow, 
right? These Marines, if you take us 20 minutes, it was like, all right, we're going to talk about money, boys. We're going to talk about money, guys. Like what? This is important. I want you to do be better. So I would highlight it. Read a lot. Uh, there's a ton of podcasts. I can make suggestions for days. And the most important part to me is that realizing that finance is not daunting. It's a relatively simple concept. Personal finance is simple. We're not trying to manage the budgetary uh, concerns for Apple or the entire army. We're literally trying to manage one account in reality. Mm -hmm. So if we're really put priority on that, we're going to do very well. Um, so yeah, a lot of books uh, and top books that I would suggest, and I'm going to just throw some out there. Like the Power of Zero, Great for Retirement by uh, David McKnight. Excellent book. Uh, Psychology of Money. I'm drawing a blank on the author. Um, you know, anything by John Bogle, uh, the guy who created Vanguard. And there's, I think those are really good foundational books. And then I'll put Think and Grow Rich, which is about mindset, which funny enough, you can swap Think and Grow Rich for Think and Grow Successful. Those tips and tricks apply holistically in life. Yeah, excellent. I just did a quick Google. Um, I think, uh, is this the book that you were referring to? It's uh, The Psychology of Money, Timeless Lessons on Wealth. Greed and Happiness by Morgan Household. Yes, that one. Excellent. Yeah. Any uh, any any podcast recommendations or other social media platform recommendations that uh, that people can follow for uh, inspiration on taking more control of their financial lives? Yes, yes. I think uh, big ones on finance. Um, so Diary of a, Z of a CEO. It's really good. Uh, the Game by Alex Hermosi. Uh, he is a this, this, I really like that guy because he is a role, a role model of failure, right? He went from negative $13,000 to $100 million in 18 months with a gym business. So then I'll challenge any service member to be like, you have more than $13,000. If you can grind, you could do this in your life. So uh, the game by Alex Ramosi, uh, there's this other one, Streetwise by Jack House Howe. It's really good. That's on, on like more stocks and the power of zero. I'll always go back to that one by David McKnight. So most of the podcasts are not, uh, that I follow are not much on personal finance. It's more on the mindset of it, because mm -hmm. if you can apply good habits, um, you know, and, and commitment, then personal finance is very easy, right? Uh, I would definitely focus on those for people. Yeah. Awesome. So kind of, Zooming out a little bit, uh, you're definitely a super, uh, super informed guy when it comes to not just personal finances, but listening to some of your podcasts and seeing the content that you put out, uh, broader economic issues as well. So so we're here at the Naval Postgraduate School. So this is where uh, all the services and international services, they send people here to get, mm -hmm. uh, get different degrees and uh, defense management, operations analysis, national security affairs, uh, et cetera. So a lot of, uh, and then uh, I don't know the exact number, but there's a decent amount of students and we have uh, here that are on a thesis track where they have to do like a huge capstone project and dive 20 layers deep into any kind of problem set that they see uh, related to the military or uh, national security. So right. in your time in the, in the military and your, your, uh, your knowledge of, you know, financial economic matters, what are some, you know, maybe manpower, financial or economic problem sets that you see? within our uh, military that you think maybe researchers at Naval Postgraduate School 
uh, students at Naval Postgraduate School or, you know, other entities, think tanks, universities, etc. Uh, what are some problem sets you think uh, people should dedicate some more brain power to researching and solving? Oh, that's that's an excellent question. I would say top two thoughts is how can we make the military more lean? While for what I understand, the two major costs of the military is the nuclear enterprise and sustaining our forces overseas. So Germany, Japan, Italy. So if people are able to find how can we make that more efficient while not sacrificing people, then we're going to have a, a better map, a better solution. So there's a lot of money being uh, directed towards those assets, uh, which are incredibly important. So that's one thing. The other one, I would say acquisition and procurement. So how do we accelerate the acquisition and procurement process to get uh, the right gear to the battlefield as quickly as possible in a way that is not too late? Now, the Marine Corps, uh, just again, the Marine Corps, I believe, is is easy because of our size, right? Getting the Nemesis, the ground base uh, Tomahawks is relatively easy because of our size. But how do we get those tools at scale in the Army and the Navy at speed, right? And I heard a, a story, uh, don't quote me on who said this, but this was from a, somebody in acquisition in, in the Pentagon. They were talking about how uh, the acquisition process is too slow, too delayed, and we cannot do it right because of the human factors. And obviously there's a lot of politics associated to it that I don't want to dive into, but how can we make that more efficient? How can we direct dollars faster? How can we make things cheaper and more efficient? And I'll say the biggest one that my, a simple thing that I wish somebody could tackle is something like airborne school in Fort Benning. How can we make that one week, like the Navy teaches it, maintain the success rate and it without injuries? If we could do that, we could save thousands of dollars in that course. What courses can we find save uh, tax, uh, dollar savings for the services to be able to direct it at immediate lethality with about with a with our with our forces yeah i was just doing the calculations in my head if we could condense just a week of tad training i'm just like all that per diem all the the flight times etc that that'd be a that'd be a huge like easy win that uh yeah i think it's definitely worth worth studying so if any uh you know any mps students or faculty or just, just anybody interested in any of the things that Jaime has talked about. Uh, definitely good topics to look into for, for further research. Uh, but yeah, we've uh, we've just under half an hour now. Again, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a, you're a busy guy and thank you so much again for what you do and just trying to educate all the service members and veterans on, on financial literacy, financial independence. Uh, could you go down the list of where people can find you? Every, uh, every social media platform, uh, podcast, etc. So, so people can know where to find your platforms and, and start following you and spread the word about the awesome work that you're doing. I, I uh, yeah, that's uh so for the most part right now I have Instagram, the financial enabler. If you guys go on there, uh, you'll find, if you go to my link tree, you'll see uh, access to like, if anybody needs a one-on-one, -on -one. I also have my sub stack there. I put a newsletter once a week uh, on YouTube, Apple podcasts and Spotify. It is the financial enabler podcast. Uh, and that's really where I'm, I'm, I'm focusing right now. I'm working on that website, you know, uh, but that's mostly where they can find me. And if somebody DMs me on Instagram, I will reply to you relatively quick. Uh, it's one of the most important things in my, in my daily battle rhythm is to reply to everybody. 
So I get daily questions and concerns and I try to answer them as quickly as possible and try to keep everything as, uh, as efficient for people. Obviously, sometimes we need to go into more focused session. That's when I try to go to Zoom. But yeah, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, all the old podcast platforms. Hey, Jaime, thanks again for your time. Uh, really stoked that we, uh, we could carve out uh, half an hour in your busy schedule to again talk about all the awesome work that you're that you're doing and uh, and educating our service members and our and our veterans. So everybody, uh, go ahead and grab your phones. He's on Instagram, financial dot enabler. Give him a like, give him a follow. He does awesome work. Tell all your friends about it as well. And uh, you know, last question: Is there any anything else that you wanna you wanna get out there and tell the masses? Uh, yeah, I'll say is uh, take control of your finances. Every single interest rate point counts both ways on where you're making your money and where you're paying for money. So if you can lower your debts to 0%, do it. There's ways to do it. If you can increase your savings to 4.5%, do it. If you can be more aggressive with TSP while you're, let's say, a Naval First Graduate School, you have the time and connectivity, do it. And if you want ideas how to do all those things, just reach out to me. I'm here to support. Hey, Jaime, thanks again for your time, man. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. We'll see you on the web. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us in the Trident Room. For more information about today's guests and topics, please visit the show notes. The Trident Room podcast has been brought to you by the Naval Postgraduate School Alumni Association and Foundation. For questions, comments, and suggestions, please email us at tritonroompodcasthost at nps.edu and find us online at nps.edu slash tritonroompodcast.